Welcome to another podcast from Best Self Magazine, the leading voice for self-empowerment, holistic health, and authentic living. A Journey to Animal Activism by Kerry McQuillan. My journey began with a rubbery medium rare steak in a New York City restaurant over a decade ago. As I complained about the lack of the taste for this overpriced piece of meat on my plate, a friend merely pointed out that the mass-produced meat in America was to blame. Now, this was the first uh, I was introduced to the concept of factory farming. Prior, I had no mortal idea this world even existed. To say that it left me with a bad taste in my mouth would be an understatement. Now, like most Irish, I grew up on a meat and potato bread heavy diet. It's very cliched, I know. And in my young teenage years, I frequented fast food restaurants and would turn my nose up when a salad was put in front of me. I also consumed as much meat as possible with the assumption that it would help me stay strong during my athletic years. And when I began to travel the world, the fancier the steakhouse or sushi bar, the more prestigious I felt. In my world, meat equaled health and wealth, and I wanted to make sure I was flying that flag. The term factory farming stuck with me for quite some time. I felt a little foolish. I hadn't knowledge of this concept before. Uh, that I didn't question where my food came from. That I took it for all for granted. Alas, the internet is a beautiful thing, and so I began researching factory farms. And something very profound happened that day. And for the first time in my life, I really questioned my entire self. I began to see the interconnectedness. As I poured through endless videos of factory farming, it quickly led to the horrific truths of the industry as a whole. For every article I read, I had 10 more questions that demanded the truth. The, the world I had known prior to that day totally flipped. I am an animal lover, yet I actively participate in the death of millions of animals. This felt dishonest of me, that I, I wasn't being true to myself. I, I couldn't reconcile it. I care for all beings, no matter what they are. They all have a place and a purpose and a life to live. And who am I to take that from them? Who am I to perpetuate suffering of any kind? There was no turning back for me. No unknowing. And, and so I began to transition my lifestyle to align with my honest self. The pull to work directly with animals was quite strong for me. I, I felt a profound need to help them directly in any way I could. And I found my place in animal sanctuaries and shelters, volunteering in my spare time, until my spare time became full time. In 2014, I made a huge move and left my job in New York City, earning a six-figure salary to work on an animal sanctuary, earning minimum wage. I can't express how meaningless money felt to me in comparison to the mission at hand. There was no greater feeling than having the opportunity to live a lifestyle that aligned with my core beliefs and values. Being able to work alongside these animals and to create bonds with those who suffered a great deal. And to have them trust you with their lives is an immensely humbling experience. I felt a, a sense of 
responsibility towards these creatures and to show people that they're not just a product. They are, in fact, sentient beings that have emotions and develop friendships among themselves and human alike. They have the ability to trust and to love, just like the cats and dogs we share our homes with. It's no secret that I am a private person. Some may even say closed person. Those who first meet me get very little from me. And those who know me well have to work for my friendship and trust. It's not something I appreciate about myself or deliberately do, but I see it. And we all have a piece of us that we're working on that's calling upon us. And I, and I recognize that this is mine. And I, I share this because something that struck me about working with animals in the sense of trust and forgiveness they give to us unconditionally and open-heartedly and without expectation or strings attached. I've seen animals come from the most horrific, barely alive, emaciated, beaten, souls broken. And I have watched and helped them regain trust in, in people once again. This has always has and still does give me a huge sense of hope for myself and my broken bits. The animals give me hope. I do truly believe we are a reflection of how we treat the environment around us. From how we treat people to animals and nature. What is on our plates is a core part of that, right? It is what we, we nourish our bodies with. It is literally how we survive. So why should I give that any less respect? Now this organically brought me full circle back to the farming and to looking at how this in turn affected the environment we live in. And it's no secret that animal agriculture is one of the major contributors to water, air and ground pollution on this planet. With so much staggering evidence, it was clear to me that I, I could do better and in fact that I must do better. There was no other choice. So this windy journey ultimately led me to becoming the manager director at Harter's Acres Animal Sanctuary. It's a 77 acre property tucked away in Parksville, New York, and it's just two hours from New York City. Specializing in rescuing farmed animals, the sanctuary creates a safe place for animals to live the rest of their natural lives. In addition to this mission, we are actively working on becoming a self-sustainable property with aspirations of incorporating an educational program. Though young, we are ambitious. We are dreamers and planet lovers willing to roll up our sleeves and walk the walk and talk the talk. This sanctuary is barely six months old with property that has a long road of infrastructure development ahead. Right now, we are all dedicated, hands on deck, trying to realize this vision. Um, becoming a self-sustainable working farm is no easy task, but those of us involved are dedicated to giving back to the environment that we take from. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, uh, currently funded solely by private donations and solely running on a volunteer workforce. Yes, it is being realized by our blood, sweat, tears, deep passion and commitment. And 
people are responding because they care and I, I think because we all want to show up better for ourselves for the animals and our planet at the end of the day when we lay our weary heads down on the pillow we know we are going to do our part to be the change we wish to see in the world find your calling ask your questions and show up for that and you won't regret it I'd like to share some of the story behind first discovering uh, what would become Arthur's Acres but I warn you some of the details are quite grim and disturbing however they need to be shared nonetheless. When Todd Friedman the founder and I initially arrived to look at the property for sale we learned that it had been previously used for some sort of farm to table facility. There was pigs, goats, rabbits and other animals that had been raised and slaughtered right there. I was initially quite disheartened at the thought of what had gone on in the past, but I had very quickly turned into absolute horror as we explored further. We immediately came across the remains of animals. There was decomposing birds, there was cutting tools and, and bone saws. Blood had stained the walls and the windows were barricaded, letting no light in. And the smell of death and urine was so intense in some areas, it was just simply overwhelming. And sadly, that was just the beginning. There was other animals still alive, were left abandoned on the property. Birds roamed, uh, they were dehydrated, starved and petrified. There, there was a rooster and a male peacock. Uh, they had befriended themselves in an unlikely alliance in hopes of survival. It was so sad, yet beautiful to watch them together. It was such delicate creatures left to fend for themselves. Unfortunately, the peacock didn't survive, but his friend, the rooster, not only survived, he lives with us now and he goes by the name of Charlie. So entering yet another filthy holding pen, we came across a three-month-old piglet. He had no fresh water or food and he was totally alone. Surprisingly, this little warrior had no fear and he approached us straight away. It's hard not to get emotional in moments like these. It's almost as if the stories of these innocent creatures flash before your eyes. The neglect and the fear and the evil firsthand. I think heartbreaking is almost too soft a word. But yet in that same moment, both Todd and I knew that this was the place. It was like as if all the animals past and present on the property were calling to us for help. To, like to say, to, to transform and to re-envision this property. Arthur, the three-month-old piglet, was their face and their voice and would become the poster boy of what is possible. And so the journey began. <laughs> We named the sanctuary, rightfully so, after Arthur, and now it stands and thrives, no longer a negative place, but one with abundance of love and kindness and positivity and compassion. It was once an animal house of horror, and now it is a haven. Arthur, who was the last pig to be threatened with death at this place, is the first pig to receive sanctuary here. The place where Arthur and Charlie uh, were meant to die young and afraid will be the place where they learn to live and to love and to be loved in return. 
he will welcome new friends, he will be a teacher, he will grow old there, and finally he will die in his own bed, but surrounded by people who love him very, very much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Learn more at bestselfmedia.com.